Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. This is the dawn of the new age. People are losing faith and they're seeing the reality of the insane medical religion that's out there. Oh, what was the old quote? I am science. Okay, from the great Dr. Fauci. So let's look at bursitis. Now, this is huge when you understand um, how joints in your body works. Um, now, we are going to have some censored information that uh, won't be on today, but it's, or it's going to be on tonight. So uh, make sure, and those of you that have signed up to the Dr. BVIP, thank you. I mean, figure the last two and a half years, we've been demonetized, um, shadow banned, and deleted, okay, over 100 videos. Uh, so supporting Dr. BVIP at $2.97 a month is really appreciated. So, And you will be able to see all of this at the drbvip.com, uh, uninterrupted and uncensored. Also, this Thursday from 12 o'clock on, we're going to have our apprenticeship hour. And this one is going to be on women's health specifically ovarian fibroids, uh, ovarian cysts, and uterine fibroids, where they're from and how to eliminate them and how to avoid them. And Extreme Health Academy, we're going to be doing this weekend another two-and-a-half-hour webinar um, on everything. It starts at 10 o'clock Sunday. It's going to be pretty exciting, but get on there. And this is also where we're saving a lot of our censored information. Now, bursitis, okay, so what's a bursa? Okay, well, one, itis means inflammation. Now, bursa sacs, you get these bursa sacs all over your body. They're fluid-filled sacs that, that ease the friction between tissues like bones, muscles, tendons, skin, and bursa around every joint you got, shoulder, hip, um, hip elbow, knee, everything. Now, when you look at WebMD, now remember, this is the medical religion, you're going to see some things that don't make sense. And I'm going to read this because this is the information that your medical doctor who's going to be working on you is going to use as well. Um, and it says, what are the cause of bursitis and the risk factors? For one, if you're over age 40, which is ridiculous, um, it's caused by repeated pressure on an area or joint high-risk activities. Listen to the high-risk activities. Gardening, raking, carpeting, shoving, uh, shoveling, scrubbing, tennis, golf, skiing, throwing. And according to the WebMD, listen to this, you can get bursitis by sitting or standing the wrong way for a long time, by not stretching before your exercise. Sudden injury can cause bursitis. Okay, now this is the psychotic information that your medical doctor is utilizing to deal with bursitis. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to read because you've got to know what um, the crazy world is. Now, let's look at this. Now, each bursa, it's like a little mini water balloon. It's just got a few um, drops of fluid. It's wedged between bone and soft tissue or between tendons. And if a bursa becomes irritated or inflamed, it's um, called itis. Now, the bursa sac is for with bursa fluid, and it's a fluid that's a superfiltrate of blood. Now, a healthier, healthy synovial membrane 
um, is very, very thin, often just a few cells thick. And this, uh, the fluid inside is viscous. It's slippery. It's like a lubricating fluid. Um, it's, it it kind of looks like egg white in appearance and texture, um, but it's also present in most joints of the body. And this is in every synovial joint. Now, healthy bursa are thin. Some bursa, and this is kind of interesting, they're present at birth, but others develop later. And just like the body, it's always going to develop things that you need later on. Most of them, some of them actually develop after age of seven. And now, the membrane is permeable, so that means that fluid can flow into it and fluid can flow out. Um, so... Um, <laughs> when we look at this, and you can look at different types of bursa, they're in your elbow. I mean, just figure everything. Um, Achilles tendon to heel, the knee, the buttocks, the hip, the, the shoulder, the thigh. They are literally everywhere muscles attach. Now, this is important because when we look at the medical, and again, we're just looking at the medical right now to to not scare you, but to make you understand that that this is a medical condition that doctors are not only not familiar with, but they don't know how to work with it. Now, they're going to diagnose bursitis. Um, they might do a physical exam. They might do imaging tests. Like x-rays um, are just mainly ruling out because you can't see a burst on an x-ray. MRI and ultrasound, you can. But then again, that doesn't really describe what's going on with the joint. Um, lab tests, they can even shove a needle into these things and draw out fluid to look for signs of infection. Now, this is the crazy stuff, okay? Now, remember, this is not how we would treat it at our office, okay? This is just a crazy world stuff. Um, according to arthritis-health, uh, they're going to avoid activities, which make it worse. That's how you treat it. Rest and raise the affected area. Uh, use crutches or canes. Put a brace, band, or splint on the joint. Ice the area and take over-the-counter anti-inflammatories. Now, that's their recommendation. You're going to see how insane this is. Like, even if you go to orthoinfo.org, and this has got some really, really um, uh, mainstream approaches. And they even say bursa sacs are small jelly-like sacs located throughout the body. Now, the non-surgical treatment, now they've got five recommendations. Two of the five recommendations to treat bursitis actually damage the joint. Now, number one thing, uh, activity modification. This is what they're recommending. Um, avoid activities that worsen the symptoms. That's insane. How about finding out what the heck the problem is? Okay, then the second recommendation, they recommend non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, which actually destroy the building block of cartilage. So that's stupid. Assistant devices like walking cane or crutches, eh, you know, maybe. Physical therapy may be caused to stretch the IT band or increase muscles. And I'm telling you, physical therapy is not going to do it. Okay, you've got to look at the mechanics. And then they suggest uh, steroid injections, which literally destroy joint cartilage. So why is the medical system completely ignorant. Well, there's corruption. 
And this is out of the Journal of Law and Medical Ethics, uh, 2013. Institutional Corruption of Pharmaceuticals, the Myth of Safe and Effective Drugs. Now, if you're still in a hole somewhere and you don't understand the government lies, that the government is paid for and bought off by the pharmaceutical industry, we have the largest wealth transfer in the world, the largest number of billionaires ever have been made in the world. And I think it's like $33 trillion have been transferred. Um, more billionaires have been made in the last couple of years than ever before. So this is literally a takeover of our world by big industry and big pharma. And this is an article out of 2013. And it talks about 2013, that's nine years ago. Um, the uh, Let me read this quote. The authorization of user fees in 1992 has turned drug companies into the FDA's prime clients, deepening regulatory and cultural capture of the agency. The industry has demanded shorter average review times with less time to thoroughly review the evidence. Increased hospitalizations have deaths have been the result. Um, meeting the needs of the drug company has taken priority over meeting the needs of the patients. End of quote. Okay, it's just, can you imagine this? I mean, one shot and done. And in 2020, we had Trump saying, look, don't let the um, therapy for the COVID be worse than the disease. Well, I think we're experiencing that now. So how do you prevent bursitis? And again, this is the the medical system. Just understand that this advice is prejudiced by a pharmaceutical approach. Uh, number one, use cushions or pads when you're sitting on a hard sur surface. If you play sports, mix it up. Start slowly and ease into a new exercise or a sport. Don't sit for a long time. Take breaks. Use good posture all day. Hip bursitis can come from having one long leg longer than another. Um, you know, okay, end of this. This, this is just driving me nuts. Okay, every joint in your body is going to have bursa sacs on it. The bursa sac is filled with bursa fluid. The bursa fluid is a super filtrate of blood. And that's, that's it. So if you have altered blood supply, um, let's say you have... Um, healthy blood or unhealthy blood, okay? Healthy blood can get into those bursa sacs, fill up the synovial fluid. Stress blood won't get in there. So if the blood's not healthy, you're going to have an increased incident of bursitis. And the blood has a number of different functions. I mean, you're talking it removes waste, it's everything. Now, when we look at archives of internal medicine, uh, here's the title of the article, Effects of Acute Psychologic Stress on Serum Limpid Levels and Hemoconcentration. Conclusions of this study, mental stress, that means mental and emotional stress, increases the viscosity of blood. That means it makes it thicker, so it's harder to get in there. Now, if you're talking treating bursitis with medications, don't do it. Okay, because, I mean, we're talking over-the-counter stuff, like non anti-inflammatories, um, the increased cardiovascular risk problems, and we're talking, um, what, 60%. Uh, you're talking GI complications, uh, gastrointestinal, heart failure, kidney issues. I mean, everything. This is about as insane as you can imagine. So... 
you don't want to drug um, symptoms. Uh, I mean, miscarriage, AFib, cardiovascular, gastrointestinal, don't do it. But also think if you're under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, not only can the blood not filter through to all of these bursa sacs, um, it can damage the kidneys. The functional unit of the kidney is the nephron. And, and drugs target the nephron. Kidney, I mean, we, when we talked about kidney health, we know that blood pressure drugs can damage the kidneys. Thick blood can damage the kidneys, and thick blood comes from toxicity, deficiency, and stress. And look at the inflammatory diseases. When we're talking bursitis, itis means inflammation. So what kind of diseases out there are associated with inflammatory responses? Well, we're looking at Alzheimer's, autism, asthma, depression, cardiovascular disease, strokes. All of these things are inflammatory diseases. So, but inflammation is not um, a disease attacking you. Inflammation, even systemic inflammation, uh, it's not some dragon trying to eat you. Inflammation is four things, okay, swelling, heat, redness, and pain. It's actually a healing response. Now, chronic inflammation, and this is death and disease, this is what's causing those inflammatory responses. It means that somewhere in the body there is damage, tissue damage. So when you get the low-level doctor saying, well, there's inflammation, well, okay, inflammation comes from tissue damage. So I want you to put these doctors on the spot. So if somebody says, well, you have inflammatory bowel disease, understand that inflammation comes from tissue damage. Okay, inflammation comes from tissue damage. So if somebody says, look, you've got encephalitis, itis means inflammation. Encephalitis, that's the brain. Okay, so you have to ask, what has damaged the brain tissue? If you've got inflammation of the intestinal tract or itis, culturative itis, that has to be from tissue damage. It's not inflammation attacking you. So there's got to be tissue damage. Now, the body is always breaking down and building up cells, a billion cells a day. And this is called an oxidative metabolic process. Well, when you have inflammation, you can create free radicals. And this is also with bursitis, uh, tendonitis, um, encephalitis, colitis. All of these things are inflammatory processes from tissue damage, and the body's trying to heal. But the body, when it does that inflammatory process, that oxidative metabolic breakdown, it creates free radicals, and free radicals can damage healthy tissue. So antioxidants like, um, and I'm talking blueberries or vitamin C or omega-3s, all of these deactivate those free radicals and help, help the tissue heal. Because remember, bursitis has to do with the bursa not getting the fluid. So that has to do with altered mechanics. So anytime you have bursitis in the knee, in the foot, in the ankle, in the pelvis, Okay, what you've got to look at is what's the health of the blood, um, what's the biomechanics. 
So if you're looking at any lower extremity, you've got to look at the arch of the foot, the um, the movement of the ankle. You've got to look at the balance of the knee. You've got to look at the calf, the soleus. Everything is linked to everything. Um, when you're looking at bursitis of the elbow or the shoulder, you've got to look at the cervical spine. You've got to look at the thoracic spine. You've look at, got to look at all of the biomechanics up there because this is huge. It's not just um, the, the area involved, okay? Bursitis is giving you a clue that there is a problem in different areas. Now, for any lower extremity issue, and this has to do with toes, feet, flattening of the feet, bunion formation, ankles, knee, hip, anything, you've got to stabilize the pelvis. Because when you're walking, if you have an unstable gait or a gait problem with the gait, um, you're damaging your entire autonomic nervous system. Just like any time you're, you're working with the neck area, and I'm talking about shoulder or rotator cuff problems, uh, bursitis in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist. All of this is going to have to do with the health of the blood or blood flow to the area. So forward head carriage, alterations in the neck issue, outlets to the thoracic is going to be a problem. So there are so many things that um, uh, you have to look at. So stabilizing the pelvis, Stretching the calf is going to be really, really good. We're going to have exercises. Uh, opening up or distracting the joints, that's another excellent idea. Um, sitting with foam pieces to allow, um, and the foam piece that we recommend, it's about the size of a water bottle, and it's the same exercises for the pelvis. When you're sitting, the bottom of your elbow is where the bottom of this roll goes. Now, this is not just when you're sitting, you put this water bottle back there, it takes all the stress off of the thoracic area. It takes all the stress off of the neck area. So if you're an office worker or a truck driver or an airline pilot, you're going to be sitting a lot. This is one of the most vital things that you could do to um, get your system working correctly. Now, um, and these foam pieces and these exercises are amazing, but you've got to look that the bursa, bursitis is not from repetitive motion. It's not from doing things multiple times. It's from doing those activities multiple times with compromised blood supply or nerve supply or altered biomechanics. So you have to continually look that the bursa is not the problem. Bursitis is not the problem. Okay, it's literally how the system, um, it, it's, it's giving you a clue that that area isn't functioning correctly. Um, now, for pain relief, you've got to look at antioxidants. I mean, there's a, a number of different articles on turmeric and rheumatoid arthritis or turmeric and joint pain. One of the things, turmeric, curcumin, is also it's one of the ingredients there. Um, treatment may establish a microenvironment. Now, this is out of arthritis research and therapy. Quote, curcumin treatment may help establish a microenvironment in which the effects of pro-inflammatory cytokines are antagonized and thus facilitated into chondrogenesis. Okay, now, wait, let me stop there. Pro-inflammatory cytokines. Cytokine means a cell type. 
pro-inflammatory means that they're part of the inflammation, which is the breakdown of the oxidative metabolic process. And this says that they are antagonized or into regenerating cartilage. And that's by eating turmeric or curcumin. Wow, how can that be? Okay, well, let's look at phytotherapy research. Um, Turmeric, used spice throughout the world, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, antioxidant, and anti-cancer properties. That's pretty good. So when you get people that say, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food, that makes sense. So does this mean bursitis of the shoulder, elbow, neck, everything? You've got to look at the thoracic and bursitis in the low back, in the hip, in the knees, in the pelvis, in, the, in, in every joint in the lower extremities. You've got to look at disc injuries or altered mechanics of the pelvis. So bursitis is the greatest red flashing alarm, and it's exactly like the red light on your dash. When you drive in, to, and you've got a red light on your dash, you drive into the mechanic, and the mechanic says, no, ma'am, it's not the red light on the dash. That red light is an indicator of some type of issue with the engine. And that's the same thing that bursitis is. It's not a problem of the joint. Because I've got to tell you, if you have bursitis on any joint anywhere in the body, except for the elbow joint, because the elbow joint can have a huge outpouching where you want to tape that up and create a back pressure. But most every other joint is going to be just swollen, so you put heat on there. And think of what heat's going to do. Moist heat is the best. Moist heat penetrates into that joint. And moist heat will penetrate around two inches. And what's that heat going to do? Well, it's going to rush blood to the area. It's going to increase uh, macrophage activity, so there's tissue damage. These big-eating cells can get in there and start chewing up the abnormally placed tissue. Um, it's also going to increase bursa's fluid production, and it's going to allow the inflammation. If there is an itis, if there is an inflammation, it's going to allow that inflammatory process to regenerate. Oh, my gosh, how cool is that? Okay. Now, think of this. We talk about blood um, filtration getting to the joints, and this is, again, vitally important. Uh, if you have compromised blood supply to any joint, the synovial fluid production will be down, and that's because all joints in the body are hydraulic, and also bursus fluid production will be down. So you have to have health of the blood. How do you have health of the blood? Optimize your gut flora. Look at physical, chemical, and emotional stress. We know that emotional stress will thicken up the blood. But we also know diets high in toxins. Like you may have heard that sugar is inflammatory and sugar is poison. Well, I mean, sugar cane was the first cultivated crop. I, th I think that's, that's what the consensus is now. And you figure regular sugar cane has a huge amount of minerals in it. It's fantastic. But when you synthesize it down and get that white powder, that's, that's too concentrated, doesn't have the minerals, can tax your pancreas, and can damage tissue, causing inflammation.
you know, it's it's like coca leaves. Coca leaves you could chew for forever, and it'll you know give you a, a slight up, but it's not going to negatively affect a lot of systems for your body. You synthesize that down and dry out and turn coca leaves into a powder, it can kill you. So so understand that that there's a lot of products in nature that are fantastic in its raw form, but we are so used to getting it in a processed um, with no metabolic or digestive enzymes. Those have all been removed, so it gets better shelf life. I mean, we are exposed to a number of different toxins that negatively affect how our bodies function. So optimizing your gut flora for healthy blood is hugely important. And this is like healthy fats, like coconut oil and olive oil, fermented veggies, probiotics, juiced vegetables, blended fruits, raw dairy. I mean, that is just a fantastic way to have a lifestyle that's conducive to health. I mean, it just makes sense. Um, vitamin D3, K2 are going to be essential. Uh, glutathione, which is amazing protectorate and an antioxidant for the brain and liver specifically. Uh, how do you increase that? You get garlic, onions, cruciferous vegetables, watercress, cabbage, kale. I mean, it, it's amazing. So, so you literally can eat your way to health. I'm going to bring up a couple of case studies. But things that you do not want to do, number one, no rehab of that bursa without correcting the mechanics. So if you have bursitis in the shoulder, you've got to look at the mechanics of the neck. If you've got bursitis in the knee or hip, you've got to look at mechanics of the lumbar. Um, no rehabbing without cervical, thoracic, lumbar, and pelvic correction. Number three, you must correct pelvic instability before hip, knee, foot, and ankle rehab. Number four, you must correct cervical and thoracic spine uh, instability before shoulder, elbow, wrist, and finger issues. You know, I know you, what you're going to say, duh, and no ice therapy on bursitis. I mean, don't. Eliminate prescription drugs that reduce your body's ability to heal. You know, I mean, we're leaving the religion of of pharmacia, and hopefully a lot of people are, are getting back uh, to normal. Now, what are the solutions for bursitis? Number one, find the problem. Get a full set of x-rays of cervical, thoracic, lumbar, pelvic, the joints involved. Find out what the mechanics are like. You always want to use moist heat for bursa fluid regeneration. You want to balance foot and calf exercises with lumbar and pelvic correction. You want to balance the shoulder, elbow, and wrist rehab with cervical and thoracic correction. And what I mean by this is we have a great rubber band exercise that you do a flower bud to claw motion with your hand for, for um, carpal tunnel syndrome, for elbow issues, golfer's elbow, tennis elbow. It works amazingly good for hand strength. But now think of this, if you're going to do that exercise, which exercises the wrist, the intrinsic muscles of the hand, and the forearm, if you have a problem with the neck or you have compromised blood supply or nerve supply, to do an exercise of that is foolishness. So correct the problem. Understand that bursitis is only a clue telling you that there's an issue. Then you get proper supplements and nutrition. 
And that means that you're going to eat the way your great-great-grandparents ate. Then you eliminate prescriptions that are toxic to tissue regeneration. Now, I mean, if we just had this gal, I mean, beautiful, strong, healthy, dynamic, um, in, her, in her early 50s, when she was in her 20s, they told her that she had a hyperactive thyroid. Now, she was fine. She you know, didn't have a lot of outward symptoms. She wasn't looking like Marty Feldman and you know, with the bulging eyes. And they gave her a radioactive iodine, which destroyed her thyroid for the rest of her life. So this gal has got to take medications for the rest of her life. If you have type 1 diabetes, you may have to do it. But you figure most prescriptions are for stress responses. And if you're dealing correctly with the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, then the medications that the doctor prescribed while you were in the state of stress and he was not addressing the stressors, you're probably not going to need it. And then you have to get deep sleep for, for tissue regeneration which is the most important. That's when your body regenerates. That's why we put the five keys to health. Nerve supply, because um, you live your life through your nervous system. Regular exercise, proper nutrition, sufficient rest, and prayer and meditation. It's so odd to think that your body is designed to live here. Remember, we've just gone through two and a half years to flatten the curve, and they're making people teach other, go to, go stay away from church, cover your face, cover your body in Purell, be careful, be careful. Okay, now we know that that is insane. It's designed to control society. You are a communal being. You're designed to live on this planet. You are designed to live on this planet. Okay, uh, you are a species on this planet. You don't require medications that your doctor recommends for you to survive. If not, find any other species on the planet that requires that. I know there isn't any. This is Dr. John Bergman, your voice of reason. God bless you. I love you. We're going to take the world back, my friends. <laughs>